Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official weekly nerdy news show. I'm Renia Matt. I'm the director of content and resources here at Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, and I'm 50 years young. Later <laughs> <laughs> in the show, we're talking about things we want to see from sci-fi in real life. But right now, let's get to our top and only story for today. Awesome. We're going to meet the smartphone killer. A company called Humane officially launches the AI Pin. It is an AI, open AI-powered wearable that you wear similar to like a communicator on Star Trek. Ooh, okay. Okay? Uh-huh. Uh, it's a gadget designed for interacting with large language models, not apps, and for talking instead of typing. It's not yet entirely clear <laughs> what we're supposed to use it for, and so they actually have a video that they've put out about the different ways it's going to be interacting in your life and how it can replace your smartphone. Okay. Now, there are, of course, reasons to have a screen. Right. Mm -hmm. But this, we seem to be shifting in the phone department to where tablets and phones are merging again and, like, yes. phones are becoming tablets. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I envision this becoming a, just before we even jump into it, I envision this becoming a, uh, everybody has one of these eventually, and if you want a tablet, you buy a tablet. Like, not everybody needs a smartphone kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Might make toilet trips a little different, <laughs> but that's that's up to you. That's you and your habits. You could take a book in there. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about it. We have a whole article here from The Verge, um, but I'm not really going to dive into the article as much because I want to show the video. So we're going we're gonna to take this in like uh, four chunks, and you're going to react along with us. <clears throat> All right. So let's look at the first, <clears throat> first clip here. Welcome to Humane. This is the Humane AI Pin. It's a standalone device and software platform built from the ground up for AI. It comes in three colorways, got Eclipse, Lunar, and Equinox. There's two pieces, a computer and a battery booster. Now the battery booster powers a smaller battery inside the main computer. And this is how we achieve our all day battery life. So if you ever exhaust the booster, you just reach into your pocket or bag and hot swap it. This is a perpetual power system that allows you to use your AI pin for as long as you want. There are no wake words, so it's not always listening or always recording. In fact, it doesn't do anything until you engage with it. And your engagement comes through your voice, touch, gesture, or the laser ink display. It also comes Ooh. with its own connectivity mm -hmm. built right in, our own humane network connected by T-Mobile. We were able to pack a lot of technology into something really small. It runs a Qualcomm Snapdragon chipset, and that means Dark it's really fast, we can't say white, which black, is crucial and for anymore. AI. <laughs> it's got an ultra-wide RGB camera, depth Equinox. sensor, and motion sensors. And it's got this really special speaker that creates this bubble of sound. It can be really intimate, or it can be really loud. It has an indicator that we call the trust light that is built directly into the AI PIN's hardware via a dedicated privacy chip. 
The trust light indicates when its input, optical, or audio sensors are active, ensuring full transparency and data security. The AI pin privacy chip also protects it from being exploited, which means if it's ever physically tampered with, it will require service from Humane to restore operation. The AI pin comes with a beacon that lets you know when it has something for you. Like messages from trusted contacts or services like cars or food as they come available online in the future. We don't do apps. Humane's OS runs AI experiences that are on device and in the cloud. The OS understands what you need and picks the right AI in the moment. Mm -hmm. What this means is that you no longer have to search for, download, or manage apps. These AIs are streamed on demand at the speed of thought. All right, that's the first part. Okay. So, initial thoughts, Rusty Clown here in the chat. Crown, sorry, not clown, sorry. That was an <laughs> insult that I did not mean to give. I apologize. Rusted Crown. Why do we need this? So, again, as we kind of set this up, this is this is kind of being advertised as the um, smartphone killer. Like, we, we, it's the next era. Like, smartphones gone, jump into this. This would be a little more, um, well, a little less, I guess, addictive than smartphones tend to be. Because yeah. no matter what study you look at, <laughs> The smartphone culture right. has not been good for society. I would agree with that. <laughs> we have a friend um, of the community. We got uh, um, Al, C C Canadian Al, Canada Al, uh, who has downgraded his phone to a dumb phone that literally only does like three things. And it mm -hmm. doesn't, you can't have apps or anything to it. He's had it for, I think, th three months, somewhere around there. Good chunk of time. And he does not regret it at all. Wow. He says, this was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Wow. And so I really think this is the pathway. What are your initial thoughts? Besides the, we can't say normal colors. <laughs> Equinox. It looks cool, but I'm still like, <laughs> what is it supposed to do? <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, we got, we got three, we got yeah. three more clips here. So yeah. let's dive into I don't know. Into... Like, I feel like you'd have to get used to having a thing on your clothes. It that, would be, would it be, would be different. Yeah. That would be frustrating. At but you'd get there. You'd get there. I'm thinking like my kids, you know. They're going to knock that thing off onto the floor. Well, it's, you know, the, the it, magnets now that they have nowadays for these things can be really strong. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing. Yeah. If you have a heart condition, you can't wear it. That's true. You probably can't. Um, but they have other peripherals that you could put it somewhere else. Okay. Like not on your body, but you could like stick it to your... You could put it, If you have a heart condition, could you put it on your belt or like your pocket or something? Maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> anyway... Let's, uh, let's check out the second part and we'll dive into like some of the things it actually does. <laughs> let's play some music. Play the song, How Music Makes You Feel Better. I do like the bubble of sound. We've partnered with Tidal, which you get out of the box. Right area, and you can yeah. do some amazing things. Really cool things driven by AI, like play music written by Prince, but not performed by Prince. Or play songs from famous sci-fi films. Now check this out the way the hand thing works. I've got my music controls. If I go to the left, I can go back. If I go to the right, I can skip. If I was to go down, I can pause. Like and to get back to my home screen, I just close finger. my hand. Okay. Got my clock. Weather. 
the date. If I tilt my hand up, got nearby. It tells me everything that might be around me and where I am at the same time. I can also use it to ask questions like, when is the next eclipse and where is the best place to see it? This is an AI browsing the web or grabbing knowledge from all over the internet. The next total solar eclipse will occur on April 8th, 2024. Best places to see it are Exmouth, Australia and East Timor. I can use it for messaging, either by voice or laser. Tell Andrew I'll be there later tonight. Your message to Andrew says I'll be there later tonight. Okay to send. Make me sound more excited. Your message to Andrew says I'll be there later tonight. Can't wait. Okay to send. <laughs> yes. One of the things I like most about messaging is getting caught up. My AI summarizes what's important, so I don't have to go back and read every message. Catch me up. Yanir asked if you want to get hookfish with Sam this week. Michelle sent some notes about today's design sync. Andy and Adam are on their way over. Or using AI to search through messages. What's the gate code that Andrew sent me? The gate code that Andrew sent is 7361. Before, I'd have to scroll through a long text chain to the last time I went to Andrew's house. Of course, you can make a phone call. Call Yanir. Hey. Hey, Yanir. Can you help me with this demo? Be right there. Thanks. Now, of course, you can also use Bluetooth headphones at any time. All right. What do you think so far? That's cool. The screen thing on the hand. Yeah, that's really cool. Is incredibly dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where we go even beyond the Star Trek thing. I feel like that's still going to distract you when driving. <laughs> yeah, don't can't use it when driving. <laughs> Okay, you just you they just said you could use Bluetooth headphones at any time. <laughs> Going around doing things and everyone can hear everything. Oh. <laughs> I mean, most people put Bluetooth headphones in anyway when they're walking around making calls in public. I know, but come on. <laughs> but it also they're saying it's got the bubble of sound, so where it's it's more in, personalized. In just, yeah, yeah, like it's not being broadcasted everywhere. It's shooting directly up. Instead of around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Look, it can happen. It can happen. (laughs) Uh, Come down to privacy. Yeah. Again, Mm -hmm. Bluetooth headphones solve that problem. Yeah. And I've seen in the store people walking around just talking with the Right. Half the people don't care about privacy anyway. Yeah. Half the people will blare their crap in your face all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember when everybody was wearing those Bluetooth, uh, actual Bluetooth, the thing that looked like giant shark teeth in their Uh ear and talking? (laughs) That was always fun. Mm -hmm. I still look like a weirdo every time I go shopping. Um, Yeah, you do. (laughs) When Deidre calls me or I have to call her, Bluetooth headphones in and I start talking. Yeah, they don't got it. They don't got it. Yeah. (laughs) People around me are like, huh? What? (laughs) <laughs> when they're closing major deals yeah <laughs> i'm important because i'm talking into my bluetooth more important than everybody 
My mom. I'm more important than I really am. Had two that she would wear in each ear. That's right. At she work. She had her work one <laughs> and her cell phone one. And occasionally like... I'd call her on her cell phone and she'd be like, hold on. And she wouldn't put me on mute or anything. And she'd be like talking to the work phone while I'm sitting there waiting for her to be done. It's yeah. that episode of Doctor Who where they were tricking everybody into becoming Cybermen. Because they all had, remember, they all had two Bluetooth speakers, and it was like uh-huh. reprogramming their brain. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, clip number three. Let's move on here. Let's do it. Estamos casi listos para enviar la versión final. We are almost ready to ship the final version. Great. I can't wait. Thanks so much. Genial. No puedo esperar. Muchas gracias. That's cool. So... What happened there is the AI auto-detected Spanish, interpreted to English, and replied back to Yanir in Spanish really with cool. my intonation. Yeah. I can also force it into any language I'd like to speak or understand. With computer vision, yeah, the one. AI can recognize objects. And we're starting with health and nutrition. I've got goals that I've set up in my AI that I no longer need to think about. Check this out. How much protein? These almonds have 15 grams of protein. Great. I'm going to eat it. (laughs) Enjoy it. And later I can ask, (laughs) how much protein have I had today? You have had 22 grams of protein today. It's really cool. When it comes to retail, the AI pen allows you to shop in the real world. Hold up an item to learn more about it. and transact seamlessly on the go without relying on screens. How much is this online? This is $28 online. Great. Buy it. When you want to take a photo, just double tap. Or video, staying in the moment, capturing the whole scene, and generating a gorgeous image. I like that. That's cool, right? I like that. Okay. Hit me. Uh, new plan for dieting. When it sees you grab donuts and you're not supposed to be eating them, it gives you a little shock. <laughs> <laughs> Zap. Ah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful enough to disable your entire hand and you just drop it onto the ground. Ah, oh, darn. Those are too dirty to eat. <laughs> So yeah, the the ability to uh, speak with someone uh, speaking yes. a completely different language. I mean, slight delay, but still yeah. far better than anything else that we have mm-hmm. right now. Oh, I know, I know. Like, um, and that's also like a people. You know, we don't universal go translator. Come I mean, in, come on, I, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's Star Trek. Um, you know, you and I don't get to go travel the world, mm-hmm. but. We have friends that do, and I know that they use their Google Translate to talk to people. Like, you don't have to learn the language, Mm -hmm. learn how to say, where's the restroom in France. When you go over there, you just talk into your phone and have it translate for them, and you're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The, I mean, we live near, we're we're a, a border state. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people... In our area, yeah. mm-hmm. speak Spanish, and we don't speak. 
I took mm-hmm. three years of Spanish. <laughs> I know how to ask where to go to the bathroom and the library are, <laughs> and several colors and numbers. You only That's about know the it. library because of community. La biblioteca. Dark Nevada wants to know, can I change my AI voice to someone better, like David Tennant or uh, oh. Jason Sudeikis from Ted Lasso? Oh, that'd be As cool. As Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barbecue mm-hmm. sauce. Um, Data doesn't get that. She hasn't watched it. <clears throat> but... Anyway, I'm sure. I'm, I mean, that's always a thing, right? That's always right. a feature in any voice thing is eventually you can do uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, celebrity voices, especially now with AI, right? Because yeah, now you don't even to... need them. Yeah. Now you don't even need someone to come in and record all the things. You need three seconds of their voice, and then they can build the whole AI voice from that. I bet it could make it do your own voice. So you're talking to them. That's weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. What if you just had to be your own voice and you're talking to yourself? Then it's like your conscience talking. That's really going to kick in with the uh, food that you're choosing. Are you sure you want to eat that? How healthy is this? Not any. Not any health. Put it down. <laughs> no. Oh, dang it. Golly. Honestly, I'd buy it for that reason. <laughs> that would be very helpful. But yeah. then I'd have to, then I'd just stop asking it. <laughs> Then you train yourself if not I to use it. Don't tell at that it about point. this piece of candy. It won't tell me later that I ate it. <laughs> then we'd have to have monitor mode on, and then that's really scary. That's Ooh. when we get to the mm-hmm. put it down and slap it to a slim jam, brother. It's <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> supposed to be Macho Man. Yeah, but he said brother at the end, and that's more of a Hulk Hogan thing. So I was leaning into Hulk Hogan a bit, but that's not the voice he was talking <clears throat> in. <laughs> I also started with. Arnold Schwarzenegger in my head because put it down. Put it down. <laughs> put that cookie down. Now. <laughs> That's what I think. I thought he was going <laughs> mm, Put it down and snap into a Slim Jim. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> oh, boy. One more segment. Uh, one more clip. Here we go. It'll remember everything you input into notes and then recall what's relevant. Where should Ken and I grab dinner tonight? Here are some recommendations for you. Sushi Ron, Shisen, and Elephant Sushi. Now, how did it know? Because I had input a note a while ago that Ken likes sushi. To manage and access all your data, including photos, videos, and notes, Humane provides a central hub called Humane.Center. This platform is designed to simplify your interaction with the AI pin from setup through daily use. When you purchase the AI pin, you're asked to onboard with Humane via a privacy-protected portal. By sharing information with the AI pin up front, you're ensuring that by the time you take your personal AI pin out of its box, the device knows you and your preferences. Let's take a look at accessories. So there's the clip. We'll start with our clip that we've designed that allows you to wear the AI pin on any large article of clothing and attach it onto handbags as well. It has a clip that can extend and really get onto any kind of thickness. I'm gonna take this one and attach it like so. It's magnetic, just like all of our accessories. And I'll put it on Bethany so you can see how it works. So I'm extending the arm and then I can rotate it however Bethany wants it to go. We've also got this latch, which is a lightweight 
adapter that is really great for wearing it on thin or delicate clothing, like a silk blouse or workout apparel where you want it to be really low profile. The other thing that we've designed here are some shields. These shields come in different colorways, and they allow you to simply configure and protect the AI pin in a completely different color. And one last accessory we'd like to show you is our charge case. (laughs) This charge case can hold your entire AI pin along with a battery booster (laughs) in it for travel, but also for charging. It has a built-in battery that allows you to slip in the AI pin and it will charge it for more than one charge. It's USB-C powered and super easy to carry and very rugged at the same time. Rugged. Very rugged. Okay, so the details. The AI pin starts at $699 for the complete system. This includes an AI pin, charge pad, cable, and adapter, along with a charge case and an extra battery booster. You'll also get the syncing and storage of all your photos and videos, full access to our growing suite of AI-powered services with no limits on the number of queries you can pose, along with unlimited talk, text, and data with a dedicated Mm -hmm. cell phone number for your AI pin via the Humane Network, all for just $24 a month. We are so excited to finally I unveil to the AI pin and can't wait for you to begin trying right, it for yourselves. It's so easy with your phone. It is our aim at Humane to build for the world, not as it exists today, but as it could be tomorrow. One where we can take the full power of AI everywhere and have it weave seamlessly into our everyday lives. For us, the AI pin is just the beginning. All right. Full presentation. Six ninety nine, mm-hmm. like Dark Nevaeh says in our chat here, half the half of an iPhone fifteen right now. Mm-hmm. Our smartphones very expensive as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, it comes with like the monthly title service and whatever all those other apps there as a part of it. That's titles. Nice. I think at least nine ninety nine a month, just like every other music service. Okay, that's already three-fifths or two-fifths of the price that you're paying monthly, 24, 25 bucks a month, not a bad deal at all mm-hmm. for unlimited access. So it doesn't need a phone to work. It's not no. like an extension. Of, no, it's its its own thing. Do you thing. get a phone number? Yeah, that's what it's, it said. Yeah, it has its own dedicated phone number. Okay. It works through the T-Mobile network but it has its own kind of subset of the T-Mobile network that it works through. <sighs> cool. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'd replace my smartphone right now with it <laughs> if I could. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So whether or not it's this or something else, it's clear this is the direction we're going. Mm-hmm. AI mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. instead of apps. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so <laughs> Dr. May is trying to do a stand-up bit here in our, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> in our chat. <laughs> um, but I, it's got, it's got the Snapdragon processor, which is one of the best ones that you can have at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the gesture factor i mean just the fact that it can tell all that stuff the protein in what i'm holding up in front of you that's amazing that's pretty cool the ability to call back to 
numbers in long text threads. I like that. Golly. I like that. Megan, our office secretary at the church, messages me things, and then we'll have a butt-long conversation after butt-long conversation before I need that information. And then I'm like, God, scroll for hours trying to find this tiny little thing she sent me. like, what what did my wife want me to get at the store? Right. It's beautiful. It's beautiful stuff. Spies on your conversation and knows the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get it in grape or Tardis or TNMT? Uh, so, yeah, I think it's silly that he was talking about how you can put this cover on your thing and it's a different colorway and he used the white cover on the white device. Uh, since we can't say purple, blue, or green. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So in a lot like of ways, it. some different ways, but different ways of doing the same kind of thing, this is a Star Trek communicator. Right. This is the actual real wor- world version. Instead of it being hooked to the computer on the ship, it's its own cloud AI connection. Mm-hmm. But like it remembers things. It will tell you things just like the computer would tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the universal translator is one of the most important things of those communicating badges. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful way of bringing this to reality the hand gesture thing though like when you're playing the the radio or the the spot the title title playlist just (laughs) next song pause Uh yeah (laughs) beautiful yeah beautiful so if you're listening on audio you should probably go find the video (laughs) version so you can watch this whole thing with us because you can only get so much out of that not seeing it I bet. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really cool. <sighs> I guess I would want to know if I could reach the um, the hub online that they said, you know, you have. Yeah. It looked uh, like I it could would reach be. that on my phone. I'm sure it looked like it was a, a like a web portal. The way it was described. Yeah. It seemed like it was on their cloud service website, not like an app. On its own, that you yeah. on your phone. Because I, well, I guess I mean, the idea me, is that you wouldn't have a phone. Yeah, the idea yeah. is you'd use a, a tablet or your home computer to connect to but it. I don't have one of those. Well, you do and you don't. But like some people don't, so they would be having to buy a tablet or computer, like almost go because. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the idea. Yeah, the idea is to not. Tablet. Yeah, the idea is to not be. And so now you gotta go solely dependent on your phone anymore. And buy a tablet. Yeah. Most people, I think, have at least a laptop because most people are have to do some sort of work somewhere yeah. with a keyboard. Yeah. There are a few people that don't that just have their smartphone, mm-hmm. and if they want to keep that, I'm sure they can. You can still buy a crappy flip phone today. Which is completely out of date and nobody wants anymore. But then some people do, like (laughs) Canadell, who went back and got one of those. So anyway, I love this. I love this idea. Well, uh, that wraps up today's news. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Matt and I go head-to-head in some toy trivia. Stick around. Welcome to The Lightning Round, brought to you by Moviga. I'm Steven with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos and let's catch up on this week's news. 
After rumors of Echo's troubled development, we got a surprise trailer and it actually looks pretty awesome. This will be the MCU's first foray into the TVMA world, or as Bubble would say, foyer, with a bloodied Wilson Fisk and the return of Red Suit Daredevil. How do you feel about the Disney bros snipping their toes into violent shows? Personally, I'm a little wary because so far these movies have been somewhat safe for kids, but I am happy to have gritty Daredevil back. The CW's Superman and Lois is officially ending after season four, wrapping up DC's longtime commitment to the CW. We had some good times. Mostly not good, but there were some good ones in there underneath the thick leather superhero suits and teenager drama. So we bid a fond farewell to the DC CW verse and look to a brighter future with whatever James Gunn is doing. A Barbenheimer movie is officially in the works, but don't get excited. Not that anyone would. The budget is smaller than Ken's pants, and the plot sounds like it was written by the Sharknado team. The protagonist, Dr. Bambi J. Barbenheimer, leaves her home in Daltopia to visit humanity, but she has a bad time, so she decides to blow it all up. Personally, the whole Barbenheimer thing was kind of not funny anyway, but suddenly with this new movie, it gets even less funny. Ticket sales for the Marvels are tracking lower than some of the worst DC movies, though most reviews so far have said it's not bad. It's most okay, but it's not bad. I can appreciate them doing something very different with this movie, bringing in all these different characters and the whole swappy thing, but it might be a little daunting for some audiences to walk in knowing who these characters are from two different Disney Plus shows and a couple MCU movies. Personally, I do plan on seeing it, but probably when it comes to Disney Plus. Not because it looks awful, but my tummy hurts a little bit from MCU fatigue. It does seem like Feige is in the midst of a course correction, however, so I'm hopeful my tummy will stop hurting soon. A Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer is finally coming this December, with the game allegedly releasing sometime next year. GTA 5 came out 10 years ago, and it was incredible, so I am excited to see what's up Rockstar's sleeve for the next one, as long as I can go bowling with my cousin. Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to that sort of thing, where we're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'm Steven, and thanks again for joining me this week for The Lightning Round. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official weekly nerdy news show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Deidre. Each week, we like to put our nerdy knowledge to the test. And today, since Christmas is fast approaching, Deidre and I will test our nerd knowledge as we go head-to-head in a game of toy trivia. All right. The trivia game is multiple choice, but we uh, have to keep guessing if we get it wrong, meaning we can potentially earn three X's on each question. And like golf, we want the least amount of X's possible. Lowest score wins. So All right, let's do. Each of us will answer five questions, uh, and we flipped a coin before we went live here for this segment, and I won, which means I get to answer first. Uh, Deidre, you got your mouse over there? I do. Get us I started. Do. All right. Let's Oh, good. It's a girly one go. first. What doll created in 1959 was named after the inventor's daughter, Raggedy Ann? Barbie, Strawberry Shortcake, Winnie the Pooh. Is Winnie the Pooh a doll? Winnie the Pooh is a doll. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but and who names their daughter ow, Strawberry Shortcake? Crap. Okay, Winnie the Pooh is named after something, but I think it was named after a dog. Or an actual bear in a zoo? I don't remember. 
but I don't think it was a, a daughter. That would be kind of re- rude. <laughs> I mean, a fat bear that loves honey. It's named <laughs> after you, sweetheart. <clears throat> no. Barbie, I feel like they would have mentioned that in the movie, and I just watched the movie, and they didn't. Strawberry Shortcake? There's nothing in there that's a name. Hey, Strawberry. So I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Raggedy Ann. That's my thought, too. No! And there's no audio. Come on, what the heck? Where's our little... It's supposed to give us sound. Let's, let's refresh the page and see if it'll do it. Nope. Nope. Bummer. Sorry. We have to do it ourselves. We have it turned down. Well, crud. All right. What you gonna pick then? <laughs> I talked myself out of all other three. Oh boy. I'm gonna say strawberry shortcake. Strawberry shortcake. No. Dang it. <laughs> Is it Winnie? Is that what you're picking? Yeah. No. Oh my gosh, really? Okay, Barbie. <laughs> wow. Why didn't it say anything about a daughter in the movie? Maybe it did and you missed it. <sighs> um, I know that Winnie the Pooh is named after a swan named Winifred. A swan? Yes, and uh, something else Get named Pooh. Get the Pooh. heck out of here. A swan named Winifred and a... Geeky, broken uh, hoodie says it did mention that in the movie. Oh, see, you just didn't pay attention. You were probably on your phone while watching Look the here. movie. Look here. <laughs> and I never you think do you that. Are, but that's I all you do. Full attention ever. to the movie. You're playing an outdated game of Animal Crossing on your phone. It is that updated nobody plays anymore. All the time. I don't know why you think it's outdated. <laughs> Barbie doll invented by Ruth Handler in 1959 was named after her own daughter. The Ken doll, likewise, was named after her son. That's gross. That's gross. Yeah. I don't want to read anymore. (laughs) That's terrible. I will never look at Barbie and Ken the same way again. (laughs) You're related! Stop kissing! (laughs) You ready? Yes. I already have three X's. I'm Uh, very disappointed in this. um, I'm not. This is great. What toy first introduced at the Nuremberg Toy Show in 1979 <laughs> sold over 100 million units by 1982? Hmm. Ru- Rubik's Cube, My Little Pony, Pictionary, Cabbage Patch Kids. Hmm. Rubik's Cube was big in the 80s. Right. But I think so were Cabbage Patch Kids. Maybe that was later. Maybe Cabbage Patch was later. Because I still remember Cabbage Rats when I was a kid. I think that was 80s into 90s. I don't think I had a Cabbage Pack. No, I probably did. It was fat, chubby. Yeah, I probably had it. Dolls, Mm -hmm. yeah. I've called a lot of toys fat this morning already. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say Rubik's Cube. That makes the most sense to me. That's my thought, too. Yay! Ding, 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 ding! Erno Rubik, a Hungarian... Okay. Uh, scientists obsessed with 3D geometry first envisioned the Rubik's Cube in 1974. Took him several years, however, to work out the complex interactions of the toy's elements. Yeah. It's a complex toy, man. Mm-hmm. You ever break one of those apart? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't know it was named after a person either. That's cool. Yeah, the dude. It's his cube. 
What the heck? <laughs> Any, anytime, anytime there's an apostrophe S, it's usually named after. Oh my gosh. Like Reese's. <laughs> <laughs> you can't eat any of those. They're Reese's. Okay. <laughs> he put his name on them. Can we continue? Please? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just How? glad I didn't get an extra. Ah! How many feet of wire does it take to make one slinky? Jeez. 20 feet? 40 feet, 60 feet, or 80 feet. Jeez. It's got to be a lot, right? I feel like every coil on one of those is almost a foot. A foot? A foot's not that long. A foot's only this long. Roughly <laughs> coil it up. Because <laughs> the slinkies are relatively big. It's a, okay, well, are there 80 coils? 60 cord <laughs> coils? Coils? Coils. <laughs> or 40 20. Oh, Gotta be more than 20. It's not 20. There's no way it's 20. But I don't know if it's either of the other three, so I'm gonna go in the middle. I'm gonna say 60. Dang it! Incorrect. 40. 40? 40? 40? Dang Incorrect. it! Ah. <laughs> Dark Navia uh, activated the drink up me hearty yo ho. Redemption on Twitch, which you have never experienced, but we have to drink. Both of us? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a rule. I don't make the rules. Thank you for letting me have a refreshing drink. <sighs> 80 feet. It's got to be. There's no way it's 20. It takes Incorrect. 80 feet of wire. I almost right. <laughs> I almost just went all out and said 80 at the beginning, and then I just doubted myself. Like, That's too many feet. I am depending on you doubting. So it takes 80 nice. feet of wire to make one slinky invented by Richard and Betty James in 1945. Over a quarter of a billion slinkies have been sold worldwide by 2000. That's wow. so long ago, though, now. Wow. How many have been sold by now? Hi, five X's and two questions to go. This is great. Uh, What toy was promoted by the Ziegfeld? Ziegfeld. Ziegfeld Follies Girls in 1920. Boomerang, Frisbee, Pogo Stick, Hula Hoop. Boomerang is like an Australian toy, right? That doesn't sound like an Australian name. Ziegfeld. 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 Girls. Okay. I want to know. Girls. All right. This is the key. Which one of these toys would use girls? In the 1920s. In the 1920s. Are they going to be hopping on pogo sticks? That's not where I was going, but now that's gross. Uh, I would say hula hoop, right? Hula hoop would make the most sense. To have girls demonstrating the toy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say hula hoop. Dang it! Oh, <laughs> I thought it was hula hoop too. Wow. Pogo stick, I guess. Oh! Yay! Pogo stick. In an effort to promote pogo sticks, Mr. George Hansberg, Hansberg arranged a number of publicity stunts, including a marriage performed on pogo sticks in the <laughs> 1920s Ziegfeld Follies show. For the stunt... Hansberg himself taught all the Ziegfeld Follies girls how to pogo. Okay, so that was a show. Okay. I guess. Boomerang is more of a weapon from Australia back then. Oh, that makes sense. You're right. Hence, Captain Boomerang in the comics. <laughs> Dang it! I have six X's! All right, let's go. <sighs> oh. 
What color was the original Easy Bake Oven? We're not allowed to say green, red, purple. So we've got terracotta, <laughs> harvest gold. I don't even know what terracotta would look like. <laughs> Turquoise <laughs> or avocado green. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I just watched the Santa Claus 2. And he gives all those teachers uh-huh. the cla- like the original the versions original. of these, and one of them was an Easy Bake Oven. And what color was it? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, I'm leaning towards the avocado green because it's like a it's like a that's like a muted green, right? It's like almost your headphones except green okay. version, right? Like okay. a greenish version of that. I think of it as like kind of seafoam green. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's avocado green. Please. Avocado green? Please be avocado green. No. Gosh darn it. (laughs) X. (sighs) Now I don't know. (laughs) Turquoise, that would be close to that color as well, I think. Turquoise? Yeah. Yeah. I figured that was turquoise. Introduced in 1963, the very first Easy Bake Oven was turquoise, came equipped with a carrying handle and fake stove top. In its first year, America's first working toy oven sold over 500,000 units. Wow. Man. The avocado green version was introduced in 1969 with enhanced features such as a fake clock and even an oven hood. Wow. Fake clock, yes. Wow. All right. Gosh Dang it, Daedra. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven X's. Wow. You have to do pretty bad. I might. To I lose might. this match. I haven't known all but maybe two of the ones that you got wrong. Okay. You so. did say that you were going to guess the same thing. I did. Yes, yes. All right, number six. Oh, let's switch to you on the camera here. Oh. Number six. Okay. Play-Doh was originally invented for what purpose? Do you know it already? Okay. We had this. Anyway. Caulking, sculpting, cleaning wallpaper, or sealing fruit. Okay. We had this question, and you answered it. And I, like, I remember you being stuck on cleaning wallpaper. And I don't remember if it's because that was the answer. Or because you were like, well, maybe because it was back then and everyone had wallpaper. We've we've played this game before, Matthew, and I don't remember the we answer. We haven't played this game. <laughs> this question might have been in something else, no, but yeah. I have not remembered no, any of these that's questions. What I'm, I don't I'm even saying, remember this one. I, unless I dreamed it, but the cleaning wallpaper, I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. Did I just give a long diatribe about how it had to be that and then I was wrong? Like I've See, done I almost every time. I don't know. This I don't game? know. Or it was that was the right answer, and you went on about how that ridiculous that is. Right. I don't remember. It's quite possible too. I think you remember, and you're not telling me. I don't remember, <laughs> but I also don't want to like talk it out because I don't want to help you. So, um, uh, let's say sculpting. That's what it's used for now. Cleaning wallpaper. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Although it achieved fame as yeah. popular children's story, Noah and Joseph McVicker originally invented Play-Doh in 1965 for use as wallpaper cleaner. Although Play-Doh's exact makeup is closely guarded secret, so it contained, among other things, wheat flour, water, salt, and some sort of petroleum distillate. 
I don't remember this question or having this or talking about it. No. I remember the cleaning wallpaper. <laughs> I should have just picked it. All right. Okay. So one X for you. Yay. That's not a great start for me. <laughs> what toy is required to play the games Durango Boot and Susie Sticks? <laughs> is it horseshoes, frisbee, jacks, or a tennis racket? Where is Tristan? Because I feel like... <laughs> you think this is an Australian thing? It's called Durango Boot, isn't Durango? Is Durango, Durango Australian? Isn't, Don't we have a truck it? called a Durango here in America? Maybe I'm thinking, what's the dog in Australia? That's what I'm thinking of. The wallaby? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, an Australian dog? The, the blue healer? No. <laughs> From Bluey? No. <laughs> It's a wild dog. Dingo. Dingo. Oh, the dingo that ate your baby. I'm like, it's a very Australian. Okay. Durango boot or Susie sticks? What Durango do you play them with? Susie sticks. Uh, Durango boot and Susie sticks. Durango boot and Susie sticks. Say something. Hard. <laughs> Let's go with. You've got so much shoes. leeway here. Shut up. <laughs> Not horseshoes, frisbee, jacks, or tennis racket. I can't be. You don't know. You don't know what the games are. To <laughs> play the game. Yeah. Durango boot and yeah. Susie. Stick. This is clearly like a, a different game. They're like, hey, let's use this and play a game with it. Let's say jacks. Jacks. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Jax. I thought that was a solid answer. Frisbee. Frisbee? Oh, okay, you got it. <laughs> frisbee is required to play the games Durango Boot and Susie Sticks. The term Frisbee was trademarked by Wham-O. Well, I want to know about the games. I don't want to know about Frisbees. Right. We all know the toy Frisbee idea from a Pi 10 and Back to the Future 3. Okay, we get it. <clears throat> all right. <laughs> Number eight. <clears throat> What game is generally considered to have ushered in the video game era? Asteroids, Pong, Space Invaders, or Pac-Man? Considered to have ushered in the video game era. I mean, I know like Pong was like the first computer game. Really? It's a lie. Oh. But is it generally considered? Could be. Uh, but all of these are classic. Yeah. The oldest video game I had, I think, was Pac-Man. I had it on like a See, weird little handheld thing. I don't know. I thought Asteroids and Space Invaders were the same. Asteroids is the game where you're like this little triangle in the middle of the screen, and you're spinning around, and you're shooting asteroids that oh, okay. are coming at you. Okay. And Space Invaders is the one where they Space Invaders is all the aliens lining up, and you're trying to shoot them. Let's say Space Invaders. <sighs> Asteroids. <laughs> Pac-Man. <laughs> Why are you it choosing all Pong. the other ones? I thought after the first one, you were like, okay, I'll go with my gut. <laughs> uh, wow. Yes, of course. You said it. Pong is considered to be the first video game. Why are you <laughs> lying to me? It's it's not the first video game. It's considered. You said it. But is it considered, generally considered? Yes. You being deceptive on purpose. <laughs> wow. 
I am never I said no talking lies. to you about I said things no that lies. I'm picking again. I said no lies. I'm going to have the conversation <laughs> in my head and not get your opinion on it. It even says here, an adaptation of Table Tennis or Ping Pong, it was, first com- it was the first commercially successful video game, mm-hmm. but not the first video game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number nine. You're at six, by the way. What popular action figure is technically named after a pigeon? <laughs> uh, G.I. Joe, Batman, He-Man, or Yu-Gi-Oh? Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh? Yu-Gi-Oh. Technically named after a pigeon. Yeah, that's throwing me off. The word technically. Are bats considered pigeons? Technically? No, I was thinking like there was an actual pigeon named this and the person who made invented one of these things. Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. Named it. I'm going to go with Yu-Gi-Oh because I. You're going to go with Yu-Gi-Oh? Uh-huh. You don't think He-Man is actually a pigeon? Can you please (laughs) select Yu-Gi-Oh? G.I. Joe? Oh, uh, well, you can't say the answer and then not have me click on it. <laughs> but good job. It's G.I. Joe. In I give you a courtesy. Is that what you're picking? I just want to say. Do you? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Sorry. I don't want to click. After the second time? Thinking. Like, I, I get it for the first answer, but then after that, everything you say is usually wanna, like. Bah, I don't want to do bah. an accidental click and you're like, I was just saying it out loud. I wasn't picking it. No, I don't. I don't think you do that I for this after the first. You one. go back and watch. A pigeon named G.I. <laughs> Joe saved the lives of over a thousand people in a small Italian village. Okay, so it's named after an, a specific pigeon that they named G.I. Joe. Okay. Okay, that makes so much more sense to me. Okay, it was a messenger was pigeon. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. That's a cool thing. Okay, there's even a movie about it. The All story right. of G.I. Joe. Way to go, pigeon. All right. Uh... Is <laughs> the real American hero. All right, Daedra, you and I are tied. Really? We both have seven. I already have seven. You already have oh, seven. Oh, dear. Okay. What toy is created by mixing silicone oil and boric acid? Crayons? Play-Doh? Finger paints? Silly putty. Silly putty. Is that your final answer? Yes. Are you solidly sure that that's what you're picking? <laughs> yeah. You silly putty is created by yes, by those things. Yeah. Uh, I've made silly putty. So this is the one that I know of that was created for something else. Oh, okay. And then it was a toy. What did it come from? It was, uh, it's a lot of words. There's a lot. I'm trying to just jump to it and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Had the unusual ability to copy the image of any printed material it was pressed against. I remember playing it with it that way. Called Nutty Putty. Did you ever do it that way? Did you ever, like, get a newspaper? Oh, it was made for scientists. That's what it's <laughs> <laughs> Available for scientists for across science. the globe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I would... <laughs> you, put it, you put it, like, on the newspaper, like, on a comic strip or whatever, stretch it out, pat it down, then peel it off, and it would have, like, the image... Oh, okay. And then once you fiddled with it again, it it went away. Gone. Yeah, it was really cool. cool. I did not know that. (sighs) All right. I guess that's a fitting way to end, babe. We tied. 
Seven seven. That's bad scores. Yeah, some of our worst. I think both I of think our worst scores ever. Not both winners. Yeah, we're both, both losers, losers together, <laughs> and that's, that's something beautiful about that. <laughs> All right, that wraps up our trivia battle this week. We're going to take another short break, but don't go anywhere. Up next, we're talking about the future tech we want to see. Stick around. Today in Nerd History. Today's date is November 13th. In 2007, Assassin's Creed released on consoles. This game lets you experience the memories of a 12th century assassin named Altair, who fights against the Templars and their control over powerful artifacts called Pieces of Eden. In 2011, Super Mario 3D Land released on the 3DS. This platform game combines elements from both 2D and 3D Mario games and introduces new power-ups and gameplay mechanics. For more nerdy facts about today's entries, visit lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory. Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official weekly nerdy news show. I'm Radio Matt's. And I'm Tatra. <laughs> know your name? Our new story today is about the uh, fairly awesome AI pin that looks like the real version of a Star Trek communicator badge uh-huh. you know, we talked about. But what else is on the way? Okay, I've got an article here uh, from Brightside with 11 new gadgets that the world just isn't ready for yet. Ooh. We're not going to go through all 11, I don't think, but that's good. We'll see. That's a lot. <coughs> we got the Spot Mini. <laughs> Now you've seen these, right? The Boston Dynamics, like little dog robots, the yellow dog robots. Okay. Have you seen them? They've been everywhere. These guys. Oh, those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Some of them got like necks now with little hands at the end, and they can open doors. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the spot. You can get a spot. Boston Dynamics spot. We got the Ori, a O R I I, a voice-powered smart ring. Okay. So this is like you wear it on your finger, mm-hmm. and if you get a phone call or whatever, you put your finger up to your, or I think the back of your ear, because it uses bone bone conductivity. You put it on the back of your ear, you and talk it to people. yeah, you like talk that way. That's weird, right? That is weird. Yeah, uh, we're not going to talk about that one. Okay, we'll talk about it. I don't know why it's on this list of technology. I mean, I know technically all this stuff is considered technology, but it's not like what you think of. It's a giant razor to shave your back. It's called the back blade. It's literally a massive like face razor. I want to know. That you can just reach in the back. How the advertisement like went for this photo. <laughs> Do you see this hairy man? He's very hairy. <laughs> but he's also very smooth on this part. Look how well that goes. Was it like, uh, <laughs> yes, we're looking for hairy men. We need we need Robin Williams level hairy men, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is an actual chimp that they're shaving right here. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got the Signal SGNL. Uh, that also makes phone calls with your fingertips. Ooh, okay. So he's touching his inner ear. So maybe maybe you touch the front of your ear, not the back of your ear. But it's like a strap that you use for your watch. Uh, you can put it on a smart watch or just a normal watch, but the strap itself is the like the phone thing. 
the phone. But you have to touch your ear. I'm yeah, it, just like the ring, it goes through. I guess the bone connectivity is also in your hand. Okay. So it's like shooting through your hand, hand bones, hand bones. All right. Now this one's really cool. Now this is the one that I'm, I'm really geeking out about. It's called the muzzo, like muzzle almost. This is get smarts cone of silence. Okay. (laughs) But I guess reversed. Reversed. Yeah. Because the cone of silence keeps everything inside the cone quiet from everyone else. What this does is it's like a little thing, a little silver thing you put on your table at a restaurant Turn it on, and it creates a bubble around you through different noise canceling. Yeah, different noise canceling uh, wavelengths and whatever, where you're not hearing the rest of the restaurant anymore, and you can just talk freely within the bubble. Wow! They can hear you, but you can't hear them, which is dope. That's pretty cool. And it's it already exists. It's an anti-vibration acoustic device. That's what oh, they call it. Oh, because sound mm-hmm. travels through waves, and so it just... Yeah. That's really cool. What? We're getting raided. Oh. Z Sarayu, thank you for the raid. Welcome in, everybody. Hi. <laughs> we are talking about futuristic gadgets yes. that are already here and some that are on the way that we want to see. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, so this one's called the Nora. Okay. It's the smart snoring solution. So what this is, is it's a little, um, it's a, it's a specific pillow that's got these wires that go down to a box underneath your bed. Okay. And there's a little pebble shaped microphone that you sit on your desk. If it hears you snoring, the box in the bottom is going to like inflate or deflate the pillow to kind of force you to, <laughs> to turn. Allowing your spouse to sleep. Exactly. Right. Right. And it's taking the place of, you know, if your spouse does this, if they're like, you know, punching your pillow to get you to stop snoring. Yeah. You don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Full on punching. Some, some women just full on punch. Like I'm grateful (laughs) to have you. (laughs) There's the scribble. This is a pen that can draw in any color. Okay. And it works cool. similar to like um, paint programs on the computer where you you tap the back of the pen on the color that you want somewhere in your room yeah. or whatever. Like this, the picture here has it on a green apple and then that's okay. the color green it's going to draw. That's cool. That's cool. Really neat. I could see because that... that um, getting the colors thing has been around for a while. Like I know mm-hmm. I worked at, at Lowe's and you could bring in a sample. That's of right. Something yeah. To make the paint color, to make the paint that yeah. color. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. something that could be possible. Yeah. Uh, I got a weird makeup mirror. Who cares? Um, this is similar to oh. the, the AI pen in least in the translatable function. Mm-hmm. So this does the same thing. Uh, the Illy is a wearable translator. That's going to, I'm sorry, guys, but the AI pin's going to just. It is, yeah, sorry. Take you out of business there. Should have done more. Uh, okay, <laughs> oh, no. the Noonie the chairless chair. No. <laughs> you don't like this? <laughs> it's Michael Scott's invention. How dare you steal it? <laughs> it's Michael Scott's invention? Pants chair, isn't it? No, that's Chevy Chase's invention in Community. 
and then parts got lodged into him and he said, please call all the ambulances. You remember that? Michael Scott's inventions are all toilet based and you know this. <laughs> toilet sponge. <laughs> toilet car. <laughs> toilet car. <laughs> From the makers of toilet sponge. <laughs> no, the newly chairless chair is this. He also does a, a pants. Full, no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. This is, this, is, yes. this, um, it's like a harness almost like it's a full thing. You're really committing to this. Yes. But if you're going somewhere that ain't going to have chairs and you got to sit, I get it. Uh, but it's a, <laughs> it's a thing you wear around your, your waist and it goes around your legs too a little bit, but basically in the back, it's these two folding arms essentially that are attached to your legs. And so if you want to sit, you can just get in a sitting position and then they'll, <laughs> they'll lock in the sitting position and you won't fall over. Yeah. Very strange. I'm trying to think of how, like when, when, when you would use this. Uh, I mean, imagine going to a theme park. You wouldn't be able to sit in the rides though with this thing. on. Yeah. Sure. Like you'd have to take it off. Yeah. I guess when you're sitting in the six hour long line. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. But then. Yeah. You but then you got to like you put it, it with yeah. your stuff. I wouldn't like that. Yeah. Got to take it on and off. Stan, uh, stand, standing room only wedding. <laughs> that's, that's so fancy to wear to a wedding. I bet you could put it under your pants. Just get baggy pants. Why don't you just give that to all the groomsmen? Wear a kilt. Just sit down. Heck yeah. When the bride's Beautiful. taking too long. Yeah, I don't think this is, has everyday <laughs> application. <laughs> but I'm sure. I'm sure somewhere out there, there's a a job that this would be nice for. <laughs> uh, and then the Michael Scott did invent it. Michael Thank went on you. to say the chair is made into pants. So the person could be supported while sitting or standing uh, as odd as an idea as a sound. This is something that went on to be made by companies like Noonie. So this is, you actually copied this from somewhere. Thank you. I, c- uh, I can recall a line. I don't remember. This. So did we ever Holly see it saying, I remember your pants chair idea. Like, I, did we ever was, see it though? It wasn't like something that we saw. No. It was just something they were talking about. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. that's what's throwing me off. Yeah, it was. It was the 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 park day with all the different scrims. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. All right, I I give <laughs> you win. You're right, as always. <laughs> and then we got the zungle. Uh, these have, these have been kind of around, um, or the idea of this, which is sunglasses that can play your music oh, okay. through bone connectivity. So is this the thing it, that they found it. out nobody uses? No, you buy it no, and it's cool. that's, that's the smart sunglasses. This oh, okay. is just music. It's a Bluetooth device, these but still, I don't think people okay. don't want them. Yeah. yeah. Unless you live at the beach, unless, unless your job is beach like Ken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need these. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we went to we went to our Discord Chinese and we asked them, "What sci-fi tech do you want to see made into reality?" So we had we had quite a few answers here. Okay, I specifically said, "Don't say lightsabers because you cut your own arm off." You know you would. <laughs> no way. No way. Uh, Oriel Jedi said, boo, you take all the fun out of things to that. Uh, and Rogar said, well, they already made them. So I would never say that. Uh, uh, and that's true. They have made a lights almost, almost identical to the real thing. Lightsaber. Like it's got to have like a weird plug and a full on generator or something attached to it to work. But yeah. 
Anyway, okay. let's get to the real answers. Star Trek food replicator. Caffeine said that. Yeah. It's not just food, though. Those can do anything, right? Yeah. The replicators? We, I guess they can we make did clothes. See them they can make, yeah. For other things. Yeah. Medicine. I mean, the cup that your coffee's in, it makes, right. it makes yeah. everything. That's right? true. That's true. They also confirmed, I believe, on Lower Decks that uh, the stuff that they're making is recycled waste, human waste. <laughs> like they're using that to make things. <laughs> Not the food, I don't think, but the things is from human waste. Mm. So. so the bowl that you eat your soup out Could have been your poop. My thinking is... Um, what, if they ever got around to that, it's just going to cause cancer. So It sure will, right? <laughs> Everything you eat. But gosh, the convenience. Also the waste. It would, we would need to have an anti-replicator as well. Yes. So I'm like, okay, I'm so done with this cup that, that you just in. made. I will put it back in here and you can take it back in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we also have another Star Trek thing, the holodeck. Yeah. Yeah. That I see as a legitimate possibility. Yeah. I mean, we can probably not do in our that lifetime. with the virtual reality. We're really right? close, yeah. Really close. You got the omnidirectional walker yeah. that they've made already. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not the exact same thing as having an actual, everything's made at a hologram and you can interact with it and walk. But clearly, in Star Trek, the floor has to move, right? Because those box rooms are not very big, huge, and they will have whole cities. Right. So clearly that floor has to move while you're walking, just like an omnidirectional pad would, somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're you close. I think that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> Wandering Knight says, uh, shock troopers or Mandalorian armor slash jetpack. That's just, you just want to be in the show. That's all this is. <laughs> Uh, Josh the boss says <laughs> uh, hovercraft tech for vehicles or transporter tech for travel or both. It would be really cool uh, to be over scenery while driving. It would also be nice to transport from one place to another with minimal weight. Mm -hmm. uh, transporter tech would be cool on cars. Number one, traveling would also take so much less time. Mm -hmm. It's the the Martin Crane. I never wanted to just go straight. It's that. <laughs> Over a building. Like you just go. That's what a giant would do. They should let everybody be a giant for a day. Um, <laughs> that would be perfect, right? So no twisty, turny, weaving through the mountains kind of thing. Right. Just go straight where you're going. Uh, <laughs> the transporter stuff, though? Mm, no. Mm -mm. No, nope. mm -hmm. I would be too nope. scared for that. Nope. I mean, how many episodes were about a transporter malfunction? Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. I don't want to be no Tuvix for the rest of my life. Tuvix. <laughs> the latest episode of, uh, or not the latest, but one of the latest episodes of Strange New Worlds is talking about, uh, they were in the middle of a war with the Klingons, I believe. And they were transporting people to the medical bay or whatever and they transported someone who was like really injured on the verge of death they couldn't treat him right then so like let's put him in the buffer oh. so they kept him in the buffer with the idea that they'd bring him back later and then like the thing had to be unplugged or whatever and they just they had to make the decision to kill the guy 
Like, that's terrifying. Yeah. But then I've seen all these other, like, videos that go on to explain how this works. And basically, you're dying every time. Every time you get transported, you're dying. And then it's creating a clone of you. Oh, ooh. And that is also proven in Star Trek because there's the clone of William Riker out there living his own life (laughs) that nobody talks about anymore. But, like... I mean, if if that's the case, can they just like just replicate a bunch of you? Yeah. So if someone dies, you just poop. Just make another dude. Just make another one. Yeah. Why do we need all, all of these your signatures are saved shirts. in the transporter? Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. Just make a new guy. Yeah. Why aren't you building armies <laughs> when you're fighting the Borg? I don't understand, Star Trek. <laughs> Get on board. Uh, okay. We just broke Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Captain MDV says uh, the the microwave and pill from the Fifth Element. Did you ever watch the Fifth Element, the uh-huh. Bruce Willis uh-huh. sci-fi thing? Uh, so apparently, I they have a little GIF on here too, um, but it I can't. Let me see if I can show you a little GIF here. You put in like a little pill into the microwave. Five seconds later, you can pull out a full turkey with roast vegetables and everything as well. Okay. Like a, I don't know if it's, oops, That's, picked the wrong thing. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a food rehydrator or what. Like the, uh, like yeah. in Back to the Future yeah. where they have that pizza, that tiny little pizza they take uh-huh. out of a bag and they put it in the rehydrator and then it's a full I've pizza. always like, <laughs> the, if you ever like listening to the kids in that scene, they're like, mom, come on, where's the food? And it takes like a second. <laughs> like, and they're like, oh, I'm starving. <laughs> I just really related to that. Kid's like, can you just put it in my mouth? Put the whole thing in my mouth. It's a little tiny. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, would it rehydrate in your? Oh tongue? yeah. Ah. <laughs> would it rehydrate in your mouth? <laughs> Gross. But also, it's weird because it is a rehydrator. The sound effect that they use is like bubbling water. It's like. Yeah, that's and like, <laughs> I don't want to think of that while I'm eating pizza. Yeah, <laughs> uh, wet pizza is one of the worst things in the world. So that's what that makes me think of. <laughs> wet pizza. Wet pizza. <clears throat> Water drenched pizza. <laughs> Gabigan says uh, while it would put me out of a job, he works in a hospital. The medical beds and technology from Star Trek beds can diagnose and treat almost anything. Right. Uh, and McCoy in the voyage home gave a lady a pill and she grew a new kidney. Ooh. Yeah. Those kind of things would be good. Yeah. Real good. Those, those probably are the things we should go for first. It's like only if it can be done with 100% accuracy. Right. Yeah. It would have to be, uh, speed, um, speed, um, Kevin said, uh, a piece of sci-fi tech I'd want most, uh, or want to be a reality would be warp drives. Simple, cheap, fast, interstellar, or even just interplanetary travel would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, eventually we'd have to come up with something like that far in the future when we're actually populating the moon and Mars and all this kind of stuff. Right. We'd need a faster travel. Right. Right. You want to go visit your kids on the moon. You don't want to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. take forever to get there. Trombone Dalek says TARDIS, gas is too expensive. I'd have infinite storage. It includes an infinite closet of clothes from various eras. Ooh. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty good. Oriel Genesis says, back to tank from uh, Stargate. Is that what that is? The, the, those sarcophagus-looking things that healed oh, you. You okay. remember? 
I or kept you going. That's what it was called. I'm pretty sure that's what he's talking about. Am I getting that wrong? Back to Tank might be something. No, Back to Tank's from Star Wars. I'm just realizing that now. I'm doing the wrong thing. Back oh, to Tank, Star Wars. The same thing. That's though. the okay. similar thing, though. That's the thing that they um, gotcha. Put they what's his name in? Luke what's the Skywalker. name for? What's the thing from Stargate? Stargate. Is it just the sarcophagus? Maybe that's just what it yeah. is. Sarcophagus. Similar. Sarcophagus though, like healed all your stuff and kept you young. Back to Tank just keeps you alive. That's true. Because we can't say Darth Vader's thriving as half a robot, right? <laughs> back to Tank would grow the limbs back. He'd have legs again. Uh, <laughs> he could just eternally stay. Yeah. Right. Uh, Seal the Centurion says faster than light travel, which we've already discussed. Toffee said, uh, I think some form of portal gun from Rick and Morty would be awesome to see. I think the possibility with a portal gun is endless and could make for some pretty cool solutions to real world problems like hunger. Just take some from a universe that has an abundance of food. So the portal gun in Rick and Morty is like you transfer the multiverse essentially to different universes. Okay. Um, but there's also the portal gun in portal, the game. And that is literally that's transport transporter technology that doesn't require you to be dematerized. Like you're opening up a doorway, a wormhole essentially that you can walk through. That'd to be, here, that'd to be there. preferred. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. one said that. I'd like that. Reading through the cow says a sonic screwdriver fixes about any problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then JC Phenom says, as I sit here pulling my hair out to get my son to take medicine, I would pretty much give anything for a hypospray device from Star Trek. <laughs> hypospray, it's like everything, right? Yeah. Everything is administered via hypospray, almost, except for the kidney pill. Uh, <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Stargate, the gold healing device. That, I think that's what we're talking about, the, the sarcophagus. sarcophagus. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Is it a sarcophagus or a sarcophagi? I'm a sarcophagi. <laughs> You're a sarcophagal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, a lot of cool stuff that I like okay. to see. Is there anything that they missed that you can think of? No, that was like covering a lot. Trying to think, yeah, I'm trying to think back to the future. What did they have in back to the future? That I want Flying to see. cars. Flying cars we already talked about. That was already in there. Hover, mm-hmm. hover car technology. But they had other stuff. Trash cans that came to you. <laughs> <laughs> See-through ties. Uh, <laughs> fax machines in every room. Every room. Every room gets the message. <laughs> Where'd the paper come from in the one in the closet? <laughs> There's no paper tray. How did it happen? <laughs> a TV where you could put on 16 different shows at once and not enjoy any of them. A fruit tray that was in the ceiling. There really wasn't a lot of really good technology in the future. <laughs> back to the future. Just We've realizing. already made all the good stuff. All, right, all the good stuff's already been done. Mm-hmm. A phone that's your sunglasses. The 3D uh, sharky thing that was... 3D, okay, yeah. 3D <laughs> holograms in real life. That would be really cool. Yeah. I really want to see that. Yeah. That's on the way. That's happening. Oh, yeah. Might be 20, 30 years from now, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. It'll be here. You you watch. <laughs> you just watch. I mean, think of all the things that they have been able to pull off just in recent years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. 
I still get blown away by the 3DS, the Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> how it can make make it 3D images, right. a game, moving 3D game with no glasses needed. It's really cool technology that I don't think gets enough praise. Like, yeah. yeah. When was that ever a thing before? Right. Like, never. It really cool. Really cool stuff. I just didn't like how it was like children under this age. Please don't use it. Right. <laughs> like it did make you kind of sick, but still, so does real 3D stuff. <laughs> People are barfing in their Quest VR helmets every day. Oh. That doesn't mean we stop. <laughs> not not like in it. I mean, they're goggles. They're not going. Like they're wearing it. <laughs> they're not taking them off to barf at them. Come oh, on, baby. my goodness. You're disgusting. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> we're going to take another short break. <laughs> and then we're going to go ahead and wrap up our show. But uh, a lot of cool stuff. Stick around. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Radio Matt, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today's review is on Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Ever since new Super Mario Bros. Wii came out in 2009, I've been all in on the return to side-scrolling platformer Mario. I've had every game in the series for console and handheld, but I'll admit that the series started running stale with the lack of innovation. Each game felt nearly identical, which was not the case for Mario platformers of old. Super Mario Bros. 2 was way different than the original, Super Mario Bros. 3 was again very different, and Super Mario World was a knockout, taking the series to a whole new level. Super Mario Bros. Wonder is the new Super Mario World. The gameplay feels familiar, yet very different in a lot of key ways. Of course, new power-ups, and the most talked about being the elephant, which, in addition to just being big and heavy, has the ability to essentially punch with his trunk, and also carry water to bring dying flowers back to life, usually resulting in coins, but sometimes more. There is also a drill helmet that lets you ride under or over obstacles and enemies in the dirt. Or the bubble flower, which allows you to pop your enemies or create bubbles to bounce off of. But of course, the biggest draw of the game are the wonder flowers. Each level has an obvious or hidden wonder flower that, when you activate it, changes the world around you. Now, maybe you'll turn into a big blob of goo that sticks to the walls. Maybe you'll fill up with air and have to float around obstacles. Maybe a choir of singing piranha plants will perform a marching routine for you. Or maybe Bowser will begin targeting you with missiles from afar. You never really know what to expect, but it's always a blast. There are 12 characters to choose from. Seven play pretty much identically. And five are made for younger kids or adults who are sick of dying on this stupid poison lava level that don't take damage. But they can't use power-ups either. I got to play with my two younger boys who played as Yoshis, and this, along with the ability for living characters to revive you if you fall off the map, made our game much less frustrating than games of the past. Another big draw for Wonder is the new badges system. You can unlock and wear badges that give you an extra ability in the stage. Some are physical abilities like a glider made from your hat, a double wall jump, or even a grappling hook vine. Some are essentially cheat codes like starting a level with a mushroom power-up, all power-ups acting as elephant power-ups, coins that are drawn to you, or even a sensor that tells you when something important is nearby, like a big tin wonder coin or a wonder flower itself. I could go on for ages about how good this game is, but one last thing I want to mention is the ability to play online. And yes, you can play with friends, but that's not what I mean. You can turn on the online feature and players from all over the world will show up as little ghost versions of themselves playing along with you. 
Not only can you see them and learn tricks from them by watching, you can also help each other if you die. If you die, you have a five second window for your spirit form to touch another player and they will bring you back to life. Often, players online will deliberately look out for players who keep dying in hopes of assisting them to get to the end of the level. You can even finish the level alongside people and you'll all be part of the end animation. It gives you this heartwarming kind of connection to someone you don't even know and it's really kind of beautiful. The game is silly and it's a little easy to beat, but harder to 100%. And there is an extra difficult special world you have to unlock as well. And so far, there's a lot of replay value for me and my boys, and I look forward to relaxing with this game for many years to come. I'm Radio Matt, and remember, if the talking flowers bug you, you can turn them off. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official weekly nerdy news show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Dater. So as we mentioned last week, Rise and Shine Nerds is winding down. Uh-huh. Today is our 50th and final show. Uh, it was a short run, but we had a lot of fun doing it. The community kept us going, especially all of the Discord Shinies and the diehards that joined us as we recorded our shows on Twitch each Saturday. Mm-hmm. Deja and I are heading to the LTN Podcast Network Christmas break a little early um, because we will be back on Monday, January 1st, first day of the year, first. with a new show that we will, uh, it will ha- it'll have a couple elements from this show, mm-hmm. but we will have a completely different focus. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I've been doing for LTN for a while now, and Deja helped at the beginning, uh, too, at uh, the beginning of the daily part anyway, is today in nerd history. We've been doing nerd history since uh, the inception of LTN Radio, so over three years we've had nerd history. Wow. It was a once-a-week short to begin with where we just focused on, like, one thing that happened sometime during that week. It was the bare-bones version. Uh, we jumped it up to this week in nerd history uh, at the beginning of this year where we covered pretty much everything that happened in a week. But we realized very quickly that some weeks have far too many things <laughs> to be considered. Like when it's, when it's inching towards a 10-minute thing, you can't call it a short anymore. <laughs> it's just too long. Uh, and so we moved, to, when we started this show, we moved to the daily version. Mm-hmm. And so we have a daily short that's got at least two, sometimes a lot more things that happened in nerd culture somewhere. Comics, movies, TV shows, video games, wrestling, all that kind of stuff. And uh, books, all these. Put them into the short every day. And so we come, in out, come out every day on LTN Radio. You have one that comes out every day. It comes out mm-hmm. as a video form on YouTube, comes out as an article with extra nerdy facts about each thing on the website. Like it's everywhere. And it's fun because it's all about nostalgia. We switched to weekly, um, took time to geek out about stuff. And when we switched to weekly, the show, we stopped doing like the daily thing for our, our show mm-hmm. and said we would do the nostalgia segment at the end. Mm-hmm. And so at the end, we would go over a few of the things that we love and talk about why we love them. That's happening that week. Those are like, those are the fun, the fun things that I think we enjoy the most 
It's geeking out over the past, geeking out of the things that we love. I mean, we're late thirties. Okay. <laughs> all, all the best stuff happened in the past at this point. <laughs> Frankly, we're sick of the future and always worrying about what's coming next. Uh, I think today proved that the best ideas have already happened in the past as part of our movies and our shows uh-huh. and our fandoms. And most of our LTN podcasts already focus on the now and the future. So I'm excited that we're going to be jumping into the past. So beginning day one of 2024, Deidre and I will have a weekly show all about nostalgia. Mm -hmm. It will have that week's Today in Nerd History segments as a part of it, but each of those that we're going to expound a little bit on for the show itself. And then we're going to have like a bigger focus on one of the things from that week where we'll go into um, extra trivia and stories And then we'll still have a little bantery fun. We'll have our trivia games. We'll likely uh, continue and uh, share a little bit from our lives at the beginning, just like normal podcasts do. Mm -hmm. Um, We're still kind of working out what it's going to look like. We got a little bit of time. But one thing that likely won't continue is the Twitch live streams. Uh, As much as we love hanging out with all of you, uh, one of the issues that we're just facing uh, as a couple, as parents, is we're having a heck of a time trying to make this weekly appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, back when it was, you know, Megan and I doing the show, we each had a spouse that had the other, that had the children and whatnot. And if there were things that we had to work around, it wasn't that hard. Like it was rare that we were forced to, you know, skip a week here. Deidre and I are here. <laughs> and so we're relying on friends to watch our kids and there's soccer games and church stuff and all this. And there's no more. Well, one of us can take them and the other one can come do the show right? because we both have to be here. Uh, so, so it's our kids fault. I'm it's sorry. our kids fault. Yeah. It's the fact that we decided to have children. <laughs> we should have included you in that decision. I understand. Yeah, but we didn't know. We didn't know we'd be here. Uh, so having the flexibility to record pretty much at any point during the weekend or, or even record in advance, which we can do because it's all about the past and not about the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be necessary for us to be able to keep a podcast going with us. So we do hope to uh, keep getting your input We're we're going to do stuff through the LTN discord, probably lo- at, at large though. We're, we'll, we likely won't keep the, the, the shiny section very much longer. We're probably going to just open this up to the whole LTN group and put polls out and ask for input every now and then through the Facebook group or through the discord um, to chime in on some of these things because we don't want to have no voice from LTN. Uh, You all have been such a great blessing to the show. And so we really want to thank you all for supporting us in our, our first attempt at a show together. And we hope you'll enjoy our new adventure uh, just as much or more. Uh, you have anything you want to add? No. no I'm <laughs> I told him I was going to say no. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, just a, a thank you to um, all of our supporters for, especially those of you who were at the other show and, uh, you know, had this new gal come in and I appreciate um, all of your support and, uh, and your patience with me as this is something completely new that I have done. And <laughs> I was super awkward. <laughs> in the beginning. Was. Uh, yeah, I still am. I agree with that. 
Um, and thank you for your patience as uh, you found out that I don't like reading out loud things that I haven't read before <laughs> live in front of people. I still don't. So, uh, yeah. All right. Is that good? That's good. good. <laughs> Again, thank you, everybody. Um, we're going to be signing off here for the last time. We hope you have a fantastic day. We thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of it. And you can catch up on all 50 episodes of our show at lovethynerd.com slash rise and shine. And follow us on our socials at rise and shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter to keep updated on what's coming next and when. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Dater. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.